Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance for producers in a world of massive change, disruption, and chaos. I'm MC Lobsher, joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you again. Hey, MC. Good to see you, too. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about another law which uh, is very, very, very important when it comes to finance, and that is Willie Sutton's law. Now, who was Willie Sutton? Willie Sutton lived from 1901 to 1980, and he was a notorious bank robber uh, in the United States. When he was asked why he continues to rob banks, Willie replied, that's where they keep the money. <laughs> so Sutton's law is formulated thusly, wherever wealth is accumulated, someone will try to steal it. Willie did not invent this activity. He was just a stellar practitioner of the art as an individual. The phenomenon has been with us since the beginning of time. Theft was the first labor-saving idea. Don't produce anything, just steal that which someone else produced. Yeah, I mean, there's essentially four ways that you can um, come into wealth, right? The first way is you can um, you can inherit it, which is nice. Not a lot of us is in that situation. So for those that are, good on you. Um, you can inherit it. The, the second way in which you can come into wealth is you can essentially marry into it. That's the second way. And if if you've been able to do that, good on you too. Um, the third way is you can produce and create like the producer and the creator that you are um, and provide massive value to the marketplace. And the result will be that you're going to have capital flows into your life uh, unlike you could have ever dreamt of. The fourth way is you steal it. <laughs> well, like Willie Sutton, he robbed banks. So some comments on Sutton's law, Willie Sutton, just robbing banks because that's where the money was. You and uh, wherever wealth is accumulated, it will be stolen. You know what the first thing that came to my head was? Is, uh, you know, so for anyone listening that doesn't know, my my background prior to all of this was in law enforcement. And I worked in a really bad neighborhood as a police officer. And we would have homeless people that would walk around these these really bad neighborhoods. And I remember just having a conversation with a guy one time and we said, like, aren't you scared anyone's going to rob you? And he goes, rob me for what? I don't have anything. And then it clicked like, yeah, you're right. What, what They're not going <laughs> to rob you. You have nothing. So, you know, money is robbed from people that have money. <laughs> yeah. So if we think about how can we apply Sutton's law? and the wisdom of Willie Sutton in the world that we're living in today, right? Mm -hmm. Is where, where does the majority of capital 
essentially uh, congregate? Where, where, where is that allocated? Um, two places come to mind right away. Banking and financial institutions, which also brings in then Wall Street, right? The equity market, because that's where the majority of the money ends up. Um, but before it ends up there, for the majority of people, they, um, they allocate capital in qualified plans, such as 401ks and IRAs. And then there's also um, other programs that are offered through government institutions, right? So if you think of, you know, institutionalized theft and areas where essentially your money can be stolen, let's just follow the wisdom of Willie. Willie said he robbed banks because that's where all the money is. What do you think is happening to your capital that is allocated in qualified retirement plans and then reallocated through those plans in the casino in Wall Street? So I mean it's right for for um <laughs> for some theft there right even if it's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, talking about qualified plans too we get into the next part where Nelson says to be cautious of anybody that causes a problem and also also, also offers the solution to that problem. So he says here the lawmakers create a problem by spending money that they do not have which results in strangling taxation. And then they create a solution in the form of an exception to the rules they created. The natural result of such a process is a system in which the government controls everything you do and they can and will change their mind upon the slightest whim of the times. So think about it. You know, why do employers want you to put so much money into these qualified plans? Well, there's a problem. They can't afford to pay out the retirees collecting from it. So they offer a solution. The government gives incentives to employers that quote unquote match their their employees' contributions, funding the problem that they created. Yeah, Social Security um, is insolvent. Uh, most pension uh, programs are insolvent. Um, and pensions have been a problem for a long time. This has been the one thing that um, especially corporate America has looked at and has placed a lot of stress on corporate America. Mm -hmm. So what can you do when you've made all these promises and it's going to be very, very hard uh, to to make good on these promises? And as a matter of fact, you don't know if you're going to survive even your company because you've got so many uh, uh, promises made to people, which is liabilities on your books, Right. Um, just uh, something that comes to mind is what happened with all of the auto manufacturers, where they essentially had to restructure their pensions because it was a huge liability for them, and they just knew that it would never be able they would never be able to make good on those promises. So they had to restructure it, and it was putting a lot of strain on on, on their businesses. So essentially, the uh, qualified retirement plan was introduced to take essentially the burden away from all the corporations that people were working for. And it also incentivized the corporations to set up these plans. So it took away this future liability that they had, the payouts that they had to do. And essentially uh, they got tax breaks uh, for setting up these qualified retirement plans. Now you have these qualified retirement plans, which essentially is where capital is 
accumulating um, in the trillions uh, at, the, at the time of recording. Now, I'm going to ask you, Carl, the two of us are going to go into a business, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to put up all the money in this business. Okay. All of it. Take all of the risk mm-hmm. because I don't have any skin in the game. And a couple of years, and, and by the way, we're not going to decide right now too um, what what the what the ownership split is. You know how much I own of the company. We're going to save that for a later day. Mm-hmm. So ten to fifteen years from now, you would have put up all the money, taken all the risk, and in fifteen years, I'll tell you what you know what's my share of the business. Yeah, you'd be stupid to make that deal. <laughs> There's not a person on the face of the planet that would uh, be stupid enough to make that deal. But that's essentially what you're doing with qualified retirement plans. Mm -hmm. So the burden for retirement funds was shifted to the employee and the self-employed person. Mm -hmm. And essentially, um, they're putting up all the capital Mm -hmm. uh, for for their retirement. In these qualified retirement plans that is invested in Wall Street, they take on all of the risk, and what you get on the front end is essentially is a tax break, right? So let's just say you put $5,000 in your IRA, you get to deduct that from taxes, the same with your 401k, all right? And most folks say, oh, that's, re- that's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. But now what happens? You know, 30 to, uh, let's just say 30 to 35 years later when it's time for retirement, well, the government then decides what, essentially what their cut is of those retirement funds. Mm-hmm. So let's just hypothetically say you have $3 million in your 401k or in your IRA, um, and you're ready to retire. How much of that is yours? Depends what the taxes are at the time. Exactly. And I mean, from what I'm aware, taxes only go up. I haven't seen them go down yet. Right. Right. I think it's notable too, you know, the father of the 401k, um, Ted Benna was his name. He doesn't even recommend a 401k anymore. He says he created a monster. I've actually interviewed Ted Benna twice on my uh, sure. podcast, Cashflow Ninja. And he said that uh, as well to me. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just very, very interesting. He'd never thought that what he created at that time as a solution would turn into this 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 monster and this industry in which it, it essentially turned into. And essentially, the reason why he created it was so that employers can pay their employees less. Yeah. Well, that's the whole the the free money match. You know what everyone everyone you know says? Oh, well, I get an employer match. You know, two percent, three percent. Well, it was the the Center for Retirement Research did a study. And they found, you know, you, you can look this up. I forget the exact numbers, but they found for every dollar they contribute, they pay you 90 to 99 cents less in your salary. So they're not matching anything. They're just paying you less than they, what they already allocated for that employee. It's yep. not really free money. I mean, if you think there's any such thing as, you know, free money from your employer, uh, you know, I might want to double think that one. Yeah. So Sutton's Law. 
And Willie Sutton's wisdom is very, very important in the world of finance. And it's going to be more and more important moving forward because as as the economy worsens and governments go completely bankrupt and bust, where do you think that they're going to try and find money (laughs) to recapitalize uh, themselves? Um, so the qualified retirement plans is a very, very easy target. It's right there in the in the crosshairs mm-hmm. uh, of, of governments. Um, they know it's there. Um, and that's where capital is accumulating. And as Willie Sutton said, when they asked them, why are you robbing the banks? Because that's where all the money is. Mm-hmm. So that's where the majority of capital is accumulating right now for folks uh, all over the world. It's a qualified plans. Mm-hmm. Pick your country. It's in qualified plans. And then it is invested in here in the United States in Wall Street, which, of course, they take their piece of flesh too mm-hmm. through all of the many, many different fees that they charge in managing your retirement mm-hmm. uh, funds. Any final comments and thoughts on Sutton's Law and the wisdom of Willie Sutton? Yeah, let me read one more couple sentences here in, in the Willie Sutton chapter. So he says, Nelson, he says, but at every turn, you see a financial planner and writer that labels himself as a financial expert who, without exception, recommends you should participate to the fullest extent possible in your tax sheltered program. It is self-evident that these programs would completely disappear if there were no willing participants. And, you know, that's that's completely relatable because prior to you know me taking action learning about finance wealth everything else i had a financial advisor and they told me make sure you're maxing out your 401k make sure you're maxing out your roth ira that was their advice yeah and especially and we'll cover this in a future episode too but when it comes to taxes you want to control your taxes and that means control over how much you pay and when you pay and you want to pay taxes on the seed not the harvest, you know? So that plugs into qualified plans too. You're literally paying taxes on the harvest there, not the seed. So, and we have strategies, which we share of exactly how you can do that. Uh, If you want to learn more about those strategies and learn how to set up your own banking system, you can go to theproducersbank.com. Theproducersbank.com, there's a presentation in which we share how you can create your own banking system and control your taxes, how much you pay and when you pay, and also how you can pay taxes on the seed, not the harvest. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos.